Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ever wanted to be happier, wealthier, fitter, more productive, an all-round better version of you? Well, if you do, there's a podcast for that. NPR's Life Kit series, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, and Work Life with Adam Grant are just a few popular examples. With The Pineapple Project, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation also aims to get in on this self-improvement vibe. Season one tackled money issues and season two takes on work, from nailing job interviews to networking and dealing with a horrible boss. Here's an episode all about work meetings, why so many people hate them, and what you can do about it, with host Claire Hooper speaking to author Donna McGeorge. Okay, your book is called The 25-Minute Meeting, so you've obviously decided 25 is the good length. What, what's so good about 25 minutes? I wish that it was just me that decided yeah, that, right. but um, it's... The 25 Minutes came about through mostly through the work of a, a guy called Francesco Cirillo who wrote a book called The Pomodoro Method, which is about... Is um, that potato? Tomato. Okay. But you say potato... You yeah, say tomato. Correct. I say pomodoro, actually. There now. you go. Now you do. <laughs> he did a whole bunch of research around what's the optimal amount of time that people can focus on one thing at work, and he found that it was 25 minutes. And so I then had a look at, at that, then some a whole bunch of other studies, and, and it seems 25 minutes is a pretty consistent number that people can be focused, get stuff done before they start to feel distracted and, and need to, you know, put their energy elsewhere. Too often we just accept meeting invitations or set up meetings without really thinking about it. We're kind of operating out of default. So I'd love it if everyone was more conscious or purposeful about why they were having meetings or why they were attending meetings. So if you're invited to a meeting or you're setting up a meeting, really be clear about why this meeting is happening and who are the right people to help us achieve our purpose. So if you're not running the meeting, how do you bring about good meeting practices? First of all, you decide you're going to, and I reckon it's about how you facilitate the meeting. So if it's starting to waffle a bit, start to ask some more pointed questions. If you feel like it's going off track, you know, can we bring it back? If you feel like there's no outcomes happening, ask people quite specifically, what are we going to do as a result of this meeting? What's next? What's our next steps? What's our actions? So just ask the right questions, get it back on track. Uh, yeah. What are the world's great bosses doing when it comes to running a good meeting. So Elon Musk, for example, he's a stickler for preparation. So if you don't show up prepared to contribute, he'll nearly kick you out of a meeting. Steve Jobs and Barack Obama always loved doing their meetings walking around. So there's lots of cool things that people do to... A to walking meeting? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I've done them myself. Yeah, they're yeah. very cool. Yeah, so often a meeting is, if it's particularly between two people, you and I are having a conversation about something, we don't have to be sitting inside and around a table. We could go grab a cup of coffee and walk around the block or get some fresh air. And given that a lot of our workplaces are so sedentary in nature, what a cool thing to do is go for a walk to have the meeting. I've done it a lot. 
Okay, that would make a better meeting and that would make a better interview. Let's take this outside, Donna. All right. All right, here's what I'm interested in. You just said some people aren't meant to be there and sometimes you find yourself there and you're like, well, that clearly wasn't necessary to this meeting. Is, is it okay to say, no, you don't need me when you hear about the meeting? Absolutely. It's actually okay to say, why specifically do you need me there? So that's a great question to ask first, just to Ooh. double check because maybe it hasn't been clear. So what specifically do you want me to do there? It what... sounds a bit passive aggressive. Well, I suppose it all depends on how you say it. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, okay, so true. how about this? So why do you need me there? You know, maybe that's yeah. a bit better. <laughs> and so we want to understand what, I, for me, it's around what value do you want me to give and what value do, do you think I'm going to get from, from being there? Because you've got to be very careful. Some people just invite you to be a spectator at a meeting as opposed to being a contributor to a meeting. That's ridiculous. What a waste of your time. Correct. Like just, yeah, that's right. Just send me a one-line email afterwards. I was fantastic. You should have been there. That's all you need, right? <laughs> Totally. So um, I think I've touched on this before. If you're not running the meetings, what control do you have over whether it's a good meeting or not? Is it, What can you do? Not a lot, but I did see, a, you know, a colleague of mine once was in that situation and she just decided to simply start asking questions to facilitate a bit of a process. And so as, a, as she could feel like the meeting was going nowhere, she just said, stop, can we just do a quick whip around the table? Just what's your current position on this? And just started to, you know, just kind of take it, not control, but just ask some questions. Um, what a sweet power move. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else can you do? Volunteer to take notes? Look, you could. One of the things, bits of advice I give is just decide that it's going to be 25 minutes <laughs> and do what you need to do to make that happen. So if it starts to be waffly, interrupt, or if it looks like we're not going to get action items, take notes. Can it's... you fake an appointment? I mean, can you say, uh, just, just up top, I just want to let everyone know I have to be gone at 11.25. Yeah, I call that the hard stop. So yeah. you just announce when you walk in, hey, everyone, I've got a hard stop at 12. Ooh, hard stop. Yeah, I know, right? That sounds like it's really serious. Could be lunch, but they don't need yeah. to know that. <laughs> um, all right, so here's one for you. Is there a... We're going to keep walking. Look at this. I can't... We've never made anyone do this before. Um, all right, so is there a best time for a meeting? Uh, well... Yes and no. Okay. Um, the more important the meeting, the earlier in the day it should happen. Oh. So if it's a really important meeting, if it's going to require you to use a lot of your brain power, you'll get better results if you do it before 12, mostly because your brain is like a battery and by the end of the day it starts to run out and things like decision fatigue kick in. Yes. Yeah, and so, yeah, morning better. Is there something to be said, though, for not making it 9am because of what it does to people's early productivity? You know, they've got their own tasks that they want to tick off the minute they hit the office. It, it simply depends on how important it is. OK. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's a high-impact situation, then actually 9 in the morning is the perfect time. Everyone's fresh, ready to go, their brains are on fire. But does that just mean that if, if you're scheduling the meeting for after 12, it means it's not very important, so don't even have it! <laughs> do the meeting. That's an email. That's an email if you're scheduling it after 12. I always think about, is it a high impact and how intense do I need to be in that? And so intensity is how much brain power am I going to use? Mm -hmm. So when it's really important to me and I need to be on, I make sure that it happens in the morning. For everyone else, if you need to talk to me about something and it's not that important, fine, we'll do it in the afternoon. No problem. Um, gets you puffed walking and talking, doesn't it? Indeed. Still, my brain's working better. So, I'm going to pin you down on this. Politely declining a meeting yep. that you know you're not necessary for or that you're not available for, initially you might say, so why specifically do I need to be there? But then their answer is unsatisfactory. What do you do? Um, I just say, I'm sorry, I can't make it. I've got... Oh. Yeah, so, I, I, you know, I, I wish I had something more... 
Um, profound. Indeed. But, some, I'm, but I'm, I'm actually not about profound. It's right. Keep it simple. It's just, yeah. I'm sorry I can't make that meeting. All right. Um, great. We're going to sit down now. Um, how do you be the person who runs a good meeting? Here's my top tips for running a meeting. Show up on time yourself. And on time doesn't mean if a meeting's starting at nine, you get there at nine. Be there five minutes early so you can get organised what you need to get organised. Ask yourself before the meeting, what is it that I really want to get out of this? So the best question to ask is, by the end of this meeting, I'll be happy if, so that you really understand the point of the meeting. Send questions or purpose of the meeting out at least 24 hours before the meeting so that everyone has a chance to think about um, their contribution and, and prepare accordingly. Ban technology. Leave phones off or out, outside the door altogether and say, you know, don't bring laptops in. If you're using a 25-minute meeting, for example, surely people can go 25 minutes without having to make a phone call or send an email. And manage diversions. So if, if you get a hijacker in the meeting that is taking things off track, gently remind them by simply saying, look, you know, great point, Bob. I'm wondering if we can take that offline. Today what I really want to cover off is this and just bring people gently back to the reason and, and the agenda or purpose for the meeting. One of the things that I really think is important in meetings is to take action points and agreements that people have made. And it's super simple. You can either jump up to a whiteboard and grab a marker pen and just jot down what people have said or take notes in your notebook. And again, this is when you're allowed to use technology. Take a photo of it and you can immediately distribute it to people very easily so that everyone's clear about what was discussed, what was agreed and what their actions were. Well, this uh, has been wonderful. I'd appreciate it if you turn your phone on silent next time too, Donna. <laughs> Donna McGeorge. Donna's the author of the 25-minute meeting. Now, at Better Hustle, it's time to meet my work wife. <laughs> Who's that player? Mm. Walking down the hall. Oh, she's carrying a folder. Oh, I'm going to give her a call. Yeah. Work wife or husband? Because it's not a gendered term, guys. That's the way I like to work it, yeah. wife. Oh, hey, work wife. It's time for our meeting, but don't worry. I'll keep it to 25 minutes. Uh, don't you think that's a bit long to be standing around in here? This is where we always meet. You've just followed me into the toilets. Yes. Your voice sounds so good in here. It amplifies it. Now, funny you should mention amplification. Let me tell you about an amazing thing that Obama's female staff used to do in meetings. They noticed they were, well, how do I put this? Oh, yes, being ignored by their male colleagues. So they introduced a technique they called amplification. When a woman made a key point in a meeting, other women in the room would repeat it and acknowledge where the idea had come from. That meant their male colleagues couldn't take credit for their ideas. Pass me a paper towel. I don't know if everyone heard Virginia's great suggestion, but she's proposed that I pass her a paper towel. Great amplification. There you go. Uh, I'll let you put that in the bin for me as well. Meeting adjourned. But we still have 24 of our 25 minutes left. Ah, oh, she packs a lot into one minute. Thanks, work wife. Yeah. Some of the Pineapple Project from ABC Audio Studios, presented by Claire Hooper, produced by Carla Arnold with sound engineering from John Jacobs, featuring Donna McGeorge and Virginia Trioli.
Thanks for listening to the podcast hour from RNZ. If you're finding it helpful to find new stuff to listen to, then please do consider rating or reviewing us with as many stars as you can manage wherever you get your podcasts from and tell your friends and family about us too. And if you're writing a review, then do let us know what you like about the show or how it could be improved. So if you'd like to hear longer clips, more interviews with the people making the shows that we feature, and if four shows is about the right number to highlight each week, that kind of stuff, it would be really helpful to know. Thanks a lot.